Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, August 11, 2020. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. The president urges Oregon to deploy the National Guard. Mr. Trump may deliver his nomination speech from a Civil War battlefield. American air travel down 75% compared to last year. School resuming in New York City. Another outbreak stalls the 2020 baseball season. Also ahead, are you poor, rich, in the middle? But first, President Trump urging officials in Portland, Oregon to send in the National Guard after anti-police riots entered their 11th straight week. The president saying, quote, the city's out of control. After three months, the mayor and governor are putting people's lives at risk, unquote. More than 1,000 have been arrested since June, but few have been charged in Oregon. Portland pretty much finished economically. The president also announcing he may deliver his party's nomination speech from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. That side, of course, marks a turning point of the American Civil War and a major defeat for the Confederacy. The three-day battle resulted in 50,000 casualties, the same number as in the entire American Revolutionary War. The U.S. airline industry struggling to lure customers back during COVID. Travel is down 75% compared to the same period last year. Poll choice majority of Americans are refusing to fly until a vaccine is available. Researchers estimate the odds of contracting COVID on a plane, one in 4,000. 700,000 students returning to schools in New York City. New York Governor Cuomo giving the green light for classrooms to resume in-person instruction, including in some very COVID-infected districts. Another 250,000 kids will opt out and start the academic year from home when teaching starts in September. That's again in New York. Another outbreak postponing the baseball season somewhat. Ten players and seven staff members on the St. Louis Cardinals testing positive for COVID. Similar clusters hit the Miami Marlins just a week ago. Four teams now have been forced to delay their schedules since July. In a moment, the truth about poverty in America. Right back with that. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD 
to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Behind all the racial strife we are seeing in America right now, behind all of it, is poverty. On a percentage basis, many more African Americans are poor than white Americans. And poverty is a terrible state to be in. But in capitalistic America, the poor have it much better than other people elsewhere. Here are the facts. Life expectancy is almost 79 for a poor American right now and rising. According to the U.S. Census, approximately 30 million Americans are living in poverty. The term is different for different populations, single individuals, married families, those with children, and where you live. The common metric is a family of four earning below $25,000. Now, according to the Heritage Foundation, the vast majority of those living in poverty actually enjoy a fairly comfortable standard of living compared to others in poverty around the world. Most homes below the poverty line have two cars. I didn't know that. Everybody has a refrigerator, no matter what your level of income is. TV, 98% of the poor have a television. Stove and oven, 98%. Microwave, 81%. Air conditioning, 78% of the poor in America have air conditioning. Cable or satellite TV, 63%. And on and on and on. So the amenities are there basically because of the safety net that the U.S. government provides poor people. They get a consistent stream of income in, and they can buy things. Again, poverty is awful, and people are deprived who live below the poverty line. However, they have far more than most other poor around the world. That's the point. Also, the socialists will tell you that a government-run economy would improve the lives of the poor. That is not true. And it's hard to believe when you consider the list of items that I just mentioned. So socialism is going to provide more staples than capitalism does for the poor? I don't think so. If you travel to nearby Cuba, which I did a few years ago, you'll see with your own eyes that socialism and communism has failed there. Most Cubans are desperately poor. They don't have anything. Same situation in Venezuela, in Russia, in China, in Vietnam. Socialism and communism is a cruel joke. It does not work. It puts more people in poverty. The way out of a destitute circumstance is, of course, education. And in the USA, you can get a free education, particularly if you're a minority, from preschool all the way through college. You got to work hard, but it's there. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually writing it. For more news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com, and please join our campaign, Stand Up for Your Country. 
in a moment something you might not know. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 32 years ago today, a group of men held a secret meeting in Pakistan to discuss the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. Those present included Osama bin Laden and Dr. Ayman al-Zawahiri. After discussion, the group decided to create a new organization to fight the Russians and also conduct a holy war, a jihad, around the world to promote Islam. The group named the base, or Al-Qaeda. The wealthy bin Laden himself funneled millions of dollars into the terror network almost immediately, establishing headquarters in six Muslim countries. After the USA used Saudi Arabian territory to launch attacks against Iraq during the first Gulf War, Operation Desert Storm, Al-Qaeda found a new target, America and its allies. Between 1992 and 2010, Al-Qaeda organized 50 major terror attacks against the USA, Spain, Yemen, India, the UK, Bali, and more. At its height, Al-Qaeda was made up of roughly 60 affiliate organizations, such as Al-Qaeda in Iraq, and consisted of 10,000 Islamic fanatics. In total, they would kill more than 11,000 innocent people, including, as you know, 3,000 in New York and Washington on 9-11. The U.S. war on terror would largely disrupt al-Qaeda using a new military technology, drones. The Pentagon launched 5,000 unmanned strikes against the terror network between 2004 and 2018, killing 99% of al-Qaeda leadership. Today, the terror group is considered mostly ineffective since the U.S. raid that killed bin Laden in 2011. ISIS and splinter groups in Syria and Yemen are ranked as bigger threats than al-Qaeda. And here's something else you might not know. The last deadly attack al-Qaeda claimed credit for was in February 2016. A suicide bomber tried to bring down an airliner flying from Somalia to the Middle East. The bomber did manage to inflict one death, himself. The plane landed safely a short time later. Back after this. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.